Welcome to the Founders Conversation with Insight Now. You can watch these conversations live on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Uh, well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Insight Now. This is episode 18. My goodness. Pretty fun. I, I, I've just enjoyed this so much, guys. It really has been. 18 straight weeks we've pressed wow. into this. And, um, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe maybe it'll be worth something someday, you know? Pretty good. <laughs> it's good stuff. So, um, how are you doing, Mark? How's things in Tasmania? Hey, Chris. Uh, it's, um, it's good. We, we just, you know, typically early, um, you know, summer yesterday it was uh, the last two days very, very hot. And then today it's, it's uh, windy and you know, a lot cooler and stuff like this, but that's you know, so it's the, what summer looks like um, here. It's, it's uh, my wife's birthday today. Yeah, hey, birthday. happy birthday, Annette! Yeah, so she's uh, she's out with my daughter and uh, her two sisters who flew in, and so they they're out and enjoying uh, sort of stuff. And I will be cooking a, a, a roasted dinner most chicken Ooh. and all the trimmings and stuff for tonight so come on let's go yeah it's part of my i ticked a few boxes today with gifts so i'm in a good <laughs> <laughs> nice that's good that's yeah. good uh, got to pay attention to those love languages boy oh yeah i know yeah. <laughs> come on it's come great. on how are you doing peter good good um yeah, in one hand, I got so much to say, and, and on another hand, not. I mean, things are good here uh, and exciting, uh, as I was talking with you guys about. So, so yeah, uh, really good. Family's doing well. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of time off here around Christmas and probably do some home update sort of projects, you know, that kind of thing, and enjoy, yeah. you know, painting some rooms. I think maybe Ooh. installing a closet. Uh, you know, sometimes you get into those home update projects and you realize you got to do this other thing first before you get to yeah. that. So, um, but yeah, just enjoying kind of doing, having some time to get a little bit of that sort of thing done. Uh, awesome. On the family front. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, had a, a great Sunday, just amazing testimony of healing. Uh, Sunday morning, I got mm -hmm. a word of knowledge before service that God was going to do some healing during the worship. And so we got up and just activated some things. Um, and um, during a song that the Lord had given me all week. So it was pretty cool that everything just kind of wow. flew together. And then um, uh, a gentleman who had, uh, who's been coming to our church for a while now, had uh, been in an accident and had been in pain for four years and had some back surgery and really couldn't walk much, like could walk and then had to sit and walk and have to sit. So, you know, you couldn't stand and have conversations with him. He'd have to go mm -hmm. sit down type of thing. And he would never complain never complain unless you had asked you wouldn't really know you know um but uh i felt like the lord was healing backs and doing some stuff and so a couple of people raised their hand that the lord had, had worked something in them and then um i said nah something still like there's more here anybody have a word of knowledge in your body or anything so we're just activating some of that well Jim Kubiak raises his hand and comes up he's like i really feel like something in the back well this guy his name was Jim came up and was crying and said, well, actually God healed me before that, mm. but I was too embarrassed to come up. Wow. Come uh, on. 
And so, cause he's a super private guy. So, and he's like, mm-hmm. for the first time in four years, I've got no pain. Mm-hmm. I'm completely pain free, wow. totally set free. And so we just celebrated that and praise the Lord. And then uh-huh. uh, worship ended and he comes up to me afterwards and he's like, I have to tell you this, God healed my back, but he also lengthened my right leg. His right wow. leg was shorter. And so I'm like, sit down. I got to see this. He's like, no, it's literally was like this far apart. And now they're totally sore. Yeah. Well, it was from part of the problem with the surgery after Mm -hmm. his accident was that, you know, he, they, they had to change something that causes one leg to be a little shorter. And so God threw a leg extension on top of a healing a back. Um, So that was exciting. And just, you know, just praise God for that. You know, just wow. seeing God move like that is so exciting. That, wow. that's, 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 uh, oh, that's, I'm cool. so excited. excited yeah. I'm excited for you. It's so neat that you, you know, you're, uh, back rolling and, and yeah, it's fun action. That's so exciting. You know, it's such a different feeling, um, being in ministry after being out for as long as I was, uh, it's about 16 months. Um, the the interesting thing about now is that just the priorities for me personally are so much different. Mm. And I think it just has, you know, I think the way that I'm processing what we're doing and how we do it and what God's trying to do, it just feels like that whole process is different. Mm-hmm. So I, it's kind of exciting to see it, you know, happening. I, I've, um, I love the fact when you're in a situation and you respond different and healthily, actually. And you can mm-hmm. compare, wait a minute, a year ago or two years ago, I, I would have responded really different. Yes. Yeah. You know, which I think yep. is part of fruit. You know, when you yeah. when you have that and you can say, wow, I got, I got healed. So that conversation didn't impact mm-hmm. me like it used to. Right. You know, and I, I think... I mean, that is just, it's just like the the response I, of that or the feeling of that is an indescribable. Well, mm. and so I'll tell you a little story. Mika and I were uh, just processing a little bit Monday morning, right, about Sunday. And I said, you know, confession time for me is I had this thought that doesn't line up with who I am today. It was an old way of thinking. And I caught it. I saw it. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. I don't want that. And she's mm-hmm. like, you know what's funny? I picked up that you started down that path and then you stopped. <laughs> and she's like, I saw it, but she's like, I didn't even register to me until you just said it that I noticed it even, you know? Yeah. So it's so fun to to see, you know, that transformation play out. Cause you don't yeah. see, you know, like when you're in the midst of growth, you don't necessarily notice your fruits growing. Mm-hmm. Until but you can compare it to something, you know? I mean, it, it's, it's so wonderful that when you can actually see something, like you can yep. catch yourself, you know, yep. it's like I've had times like that. I went to say something. I thought, oh, wait a minute. That takes me back into being a victim. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yep. you know, I, I, I'm not going to, I was just talking to a leader a little, a little while ago and he was just talking about, you know, seeing things, God showing him stuff. And um, uh, it's, yeah, congratulations to Daniel. He's got a uh, little daughter was born yesterday. So really, Whoa, yeah, little girl. Yeah, so sleep deprived right now. 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why he's put that happy photo on there. Um, <laughs> so, um, and, and, and so what's happened is that I, I catch myself yeah. because I can now see it. Yeah. I recognize yeah. it before I couldn't. Mm. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the fun bit too, that when you can actually stop yourself from going down that particular trail, because you yeah. know that that doesn't really, uh, really describe who you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And isn't One it, the, isn't it amazing? Those trails, it's like hmm. when the Lord starts to highlight them the, before you've got freedom, you know, before you've got breakthrough there, mm -hmm. you don't even know what he's highlighting. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I, yeah. I you know, two months, sometimes it's like, Oh, that's <laughs> what you're speaking to. Yeah. Oh. oh and oh. then you finally realize, like, so what you're talking with me about is ambition or whatever, you know. Uh -huh. like, yeah. Oh, okay. So now we have a word <laughs> for it. Like, now when you say, hey, that thing, I know the thing you're talking with me about. But yeah. then there's a whole nother process, like, um, we've talked about, where it's like you need to then get some new truths and some new revelation and some new... Yep. You know, and it's, yep. so then those start to actually see some victory there and stuff like that until like you guys are talking about it almost becomes second nature. And you start to realize, mm -hmm. like, wait a second, I naturally didn't do what used to be natural for me. You yeah. know, so th yeah. that's an it's an interesting point because, um, you know, Romans, uh, Romans 8, 14 talks about the mature children. So the, the ones, the children of God who are mature mm -hmm. um, are those who are moved by the impulse of the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. Yep. Mm -hmm. So an impulse is such a subtle thing. It's just a, it's a lot, you know, like we know what it's like to be impulsive buyers or impulse, you know, uh, <laughs> but, but an impulse is, mm -hmm. is something spontaneous, but it's something it, it's, it's, it's meant, it's meant to be subtle. It's just like, Oh, I'm not going down that track because why the Holy Spirit is, is drawing me another way. And I can yep. recognize that now. Whereas before I couldn't recognize it because I was so, so enmeshed in a, you know, in a in re rejection or whatever it is. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that um, many people um, only their own, ex their own experience with conviction of the Holy Spirit is the things that they've done wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Uh, and yeah. when we realize that, that the scripture says that the, the role of the Holy Spirit or how the Holy Spirit works is to convict people, convict the world of sin. Mm -hmm. And the reason that he does that is not to tick them up or show them off or show them up because yeah. that's not a royalty thing in any case. Yeah. Um, what he's doing is he's saying, listen, this is, this is, this is going on and it's not, it's not right. But yeah. in, in order to bring them into the love of God, to bring them into a place of relationship, Whereas with a believer, with the people of children of God, mm -hmm. he wants to lead by impulse right. and he wants mm -hmm. to lead us into who yep. we are, yep. who, who we are called to be, who we, who we really are. That's the sort of conviction. And if you only mm -hmm. know him um, wrapping you over the knuckles because you said something mm -hmm. wrong, you've yep. limited the Holy Spirit into, into yep. being the cosmic policeman. Mm -hmm. you know, I, who, who, who just wants to punish. I think that um, one of the realities of embracing your identity and, and seeing who God has called you is this um, process of, his, of really 
identifying with his character, right? Because what you're talking about is the character of God that, mm -hmm. that, you know, his character is to always bless us and to always cause us to go higher. Um, and when we fall under the mark, he's pulling us upwards. Yeah. Like his character is to draw us up, not pull us down. Mm. And I think that so often we've, we grow with a skewed character of God, a skewed view of the character of God to think mm. that God is actually trying to whittle us down or to pull us down or to mm. make us less. He wants our character to go higher, to be more like him, to come up. But it's 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 an interesting paradigm shift that many of us have had to walk through <laughs> when it comes to our relationship with the Lord. Like, oh, yeah, yeah there's that thing. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, the, I think you know, Father loves to take us into upgrades. Yeah, it's his delight mm -hmm. to bring us into new things. You know, I know we we quote the scripture, "Behold, I do a new thing," but the, the 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 whole thing about that is it's it's not just behold it's like I I have such huge delight and pleasure mm -hmm. in bringing you into a new era or a new time or bringing you into upgrades. Mm -hmm. I mean I know what it's I know the joy that it brings me when I get upgraded from cattle yeah. class to yeah to, I know and so if if that if that blesses me how much more does it bless the father? Uh huh when he brings people into a place of upgrade because every single time that i've been upgraded i have mm. felt like uh i don't really i like i i love this and i want it but i i i feel so blessed i feel so yeah. mm -hmm. privileged i feel so this is wonderful thank you you know and i think what i there are so many of those upgrades that we get that are unexpected Yep. that are not um, within our, 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 we didn't even know they were coming. Yeah. And yet there's upgrades that God's been trying to get us to delay hold oh, of wow. and to try, to try and grab onto yeah. that sometimes he actually will cancel the flight <laughs> and just say, nope, you're on hold for a bit because I want you to walk in an upgrade. Yeah. You yeah. know, so yeah. I, 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 I know that for me, I've got to, I've got to consistently, one of my new patterns is asking the Lord often about what's he upgrading in this situation when I'm in tension, when I'm feeling pressure, yeah. when I'm feeling like, oh, this isn't right. Something's off here or man, this relationship is struggling or something's going on. I'm like, Lord, what are you trying to upgrade in me? is now that's more and more my conversation about okay what are you doing in me because it's not about the circumstance it's not about the situation yep. he's wanting to draw me higher mm, in it yeah. he, he doesn't is, want me to control it he doesn't want me to do anything with it he just wants to give me an upgrade yeah but you see how that positions you though when you when you oh, ask huge. okay what do you it, it positions you in a different huge. place than what than than the entitlement view or the victimized view, which causes Ooh. you to be in a place where it's like, this has been done to me mm -hmm. rather than I have this invitation and asking, mm -hmm. what are you inviting me into? What are you in? Wow. Because that's the nature of who the father is. That's right. It's, it's He's like, hey, pull us up. I mean, every prophetic word is always an invitation to partner with him to go into new places. But if you are in a place where it's like, well, I'm waiting for it to happen, God said it's going to take place. You have <laughs> therefore relegated yourself into a, um, into a victimized place, which entitlement comes alongside wow. of. 
And so you position yourself in a very different place and yep. you're less likely to see those things come to pass because you have adopted a position that is not worthy of a child of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mark, I've never put together that victimized thing with entitlement before, but as you're talking, I was just thinking about, you know, in many ways, entitlement is, uh, you know, expecting what God's promised, but without, without perhaps any change on our part, you know, it's, it's like you're saying it, it's, you know, so often like Chris is talking about, there's some, some sorts of breakthroughs that God, you know, just hands to us, but there's other sorts of ones he's trying to get to us. And he's saying, Hey, there is a little repenting that's necessary, a little change of mind, not to make you victimized, not to belittle you, but to call you into the type of thinking that we're talking about here, because the kingdom of God always comes on the back end of a change in mind. And so I think that there's, um, go ahead, Chris. I I was going to say it's rights uh, versus relationship, Mm. right? Because the entitled child uh, leans on his rights as a son mm-hmm. versus um, a true son who's based on the relationship can walk humbly with the father. Mm-hmm. You know, when you walk, when you walk in humility, you've now opened the door to favor, but when you walk in the pride of entitlement saying that my title now, uh, now gives me the opportunity to have these benefits or I deserve these benefits because yeah. of my title. Um, you know, we miss, we, we then operate in pride. Yeah. And God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And you just see this so often. I, I see it a lot in the charismatic movement um, that we are, we're gladly a part of, of nothing negative against the, you know, crazy tongue talking, you know, like let's get after it. Yeah. Believing in the supernatural world. But there's so often this like, well, I have a positional right to these things. Therefore, God must do X, Y, and Z because I have a right to it. It is my right as a son. of, And I'm like, well, what's he saying? Because mm-hmm. if you haven't tuned his ear to actually what he's saying about your specific situation, you're not walking in relationship. You're walking entitled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just two cents. And we should declare the truth of God's word. Yeah. I'm not saying not to do that. So, so you know, I, I'm just, I, I love being stuck in and <laughs> so I am good. stuck in Romans, Come on. Romans 8. But just okay. I thought to you were going to say words. Proverbs. <laughs> no, just listen. So, so we know that we have received the spirit of full acceptance. So that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit keeps mm. taking us in every moment into a, into a place where we're in this full acceptance. So the Passion Translation, and this is this is the next bit which I love. Oh, I just it's just attacking me in a beautiful sense of way, enfolding us. So the, so full acceptance is enfolding us. So if you mm. if you take a piece of paper, let me see if I got this piece of paper here, you know, like this piece of paper here, and you start to fold it. What what happens when you when you when you fold it? And you keep folding it, and you keep folding it, and keep folding it. You know, yes, it becomes smaller, but it's becoming more. In, you know, if you take some dough and you're making bread, you're folding it in. You you are combining it. You are you're taking it into a into a place. If you're making a knife, for instance, they fold steel. You know, they fold it and fold it and fold it and bash it and fold it. You know, it's it's becoming. It's becoming something different, but it's becoming so enmeshed in and so closely al- al- aligned with. Uh, and so that's what he's doing because he d- he doesn't want us. He doesn't want us to feel orphaned. 
because that is so contrary to who we really are. That's what it's saying. Mm. You know, it's 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 like entitlement and rejection and all of these sorts of things that we've picked up when we were orphaned, mm. right? And mm. and 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 we still got vestiges of that stuff that we've picked up because positionally we are children. But positionally we're here, but we need to hear what he what what else he's saying here. He says, um, "For as he as he rises up within us, our spirits." Our human spirit, our spirit, joins with him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved mm. father, mm. beloved father. So what is it is, is our spirits joining with him are saying, hey, I just understood you. I just understood you as my father a little bit more. I understand what you're after. I understand what, what you bring in. And these things that you need to adjust in me is so that... I understand more about who you are and who I am. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, and so yep. so obedience takes on a whole different different form. Right. Yep. Um, holiness takes on a whole different yep. form. Totally. Yeah. So, so ministry takes on a whole different form. It's just it's just you know slipped on its head. Mm. And so um submission is is what we talked about a few weeks ago is just so yeah. different. Yeah. Um, because that's what it is. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us because that's what we, we continually need is the reality of the fatherhood, his fatherhood, God's fatherhood to us becoming becoming in a, just in this in a, in a new place because every every upgrade ha mm. has to has to have an upgrade in our thinking. otherwise we can't possess the upgrade. Oh, that's good. Well, is there a, a, you know, from experience, uh, either from either of you, is there a specific way that the Lord has um, opened you up, right? Because sometimes we don't get it in our small mindedness, but God actually will open us up to that upgrade. He'll mm -hmm. do something. Um, is there a, a way or a pattern that God has used in your life? I feel like we need to help some people unlock yeah. this yeah. because I feel like, I feel like some people hit their head on the same wall over and over and they don't realize that it is their upgrade. Yeah. I've yeah. got a few that come to mind straight away, Chris. So I'll start with one and then maybe come back to another if, if we don't hit it. But one is I would call sort of testimony and or mentorship from others. And what I mean by that is it's sort of like the life on life discipleship that starts to show me a new way of thinking that I literally had no picture or vision for before. And, um, wow, that's good. Hey Dave. Uh, I love Dave. Um, good to see you. And so for example, when I started moving out of sort of a nine to five job, so to speak, I don't know that I had full vision for what would it look like to be self-employed? What would it look like to have flexibility in hours throughout my day or throughout my week or throughout my month? What would it look like? What would my priorities be? And, you know, even another question being, um, you know, how much do you want to work? You know, obviously I want to be diligent and do a good job for others and my family and all of that. But, you know, how much do you want to work? And some of these sorts of things, sometimes we, we've got a mindset. So let's say that someone, this isn't me necessarily, feels like if you're a good worker, you work 55 hours a week and you punch the clock and you get her done and all these sorts of things. And God's calling them 
to entrepreneurial sorts of things. Let's use these skills entrepreneurially. It's gonna give you flexibility and freedom. You wanted to do missions. You don't understand that your current job is keeping you from being able to do that. I've got a pathway for you. You've got a skill set. There's a market for what you carry and all that. And God sees that. And he's talking to him about it for two and three years. And yet what's going on at the same time is they literally, like you said, Chris, it's this small mindedness. But oftentimes the breakthrough for that person, and it has for me so many times, comes through someone close enough to me that has that victory or something like it that can say something to me that at first might seem affrontery. It might seem confrontery. It might seem like, oh, why would they think like that? I don't think like that. That's not the best way to think. And usually it's those things you don't think you need to hear that start to be the, the doors that can start to crack the door open that you're like, oh, all I saw there was a wall. I didn't realize there's a door in that wall. I didn't know how I could get through here. And so an entrepreneur starts talking to someone who's never owned their own right. business. And all of a sudden you start to get a vision. I guess I could own my own business. I guess I could, I guess I could. And so sometimes I think God highlights to me opportunities that I didn't see through people that have already seen them. Okay. Um, okay. So one of the ways, let me just summarize maybe that the, one of the ways that, that you've uh, received upgrade is just by seeing other, the way other people think other people think and having the Lord speak to you saying, here's yes. something that's possible for you too. Yes. You got okay. it. Cool. Uh, for me, I think um, it's, again, there's a number of ways, but one of them is frustration. Mm -hmm. and, um, it can be holy. And, I, and I've learned. God's calling you to the nations right now, Mark. God is calling you to the nations. The nation. um, and I mean, frustrated. Um, and I, and I, what I've learned to do is to is to not really um, uh, to be aware of the frustration, but to look for the cause. Mm. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like I think there is such a disconnect around the place with cause and effect. You know, people have this effect and, and they don't connect with that. OK, this has been caused by this, you know, and so it's mm -hmm. it's, you know, because, you know, particularly in the medical arena, they do, you know, just, you know, treat um, uh, particularly the symptoms, you know, rather than yep. what's the cause yep. of it. Yep. And I think we I think we have a disconnect of that. Um, I also, I, I think. Um, a feeling of being in a wilderness, mm. you know, things that used to work yeah. um, mm -hmm. are not working. Um, and, um, good. And, and asking, uh, all right, Father, what, what, what's going on? Um, I mean, the men of Issachar knew the times and seasons, but I think they knew the times and seasons because they were open to the times and seasons. You know, it's like, well, why didn't the other tribes know that? It's because yes, they had a, a calling and anointing, but they're also mm. open to the fact that things are changing. And a wilderness is is not a bad place. It's a it's a transition point. It's a it's yeah. a, a transition from one era or one season into the next place. It's the it's the place that the Father brings us um, um, into um, to to transition. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's really good. For me, it's like internal internal tension, and and almost always my upgrades have to do with the relational tensions that I walk in. Mm. Um, and 
you know, I think, I don't know if it's just me or who I am, but there'll be key relationships that I'll notice tension in. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, oh, you know, like I didn't like something or I'm, I'm, you know, dealing with something. And um, my upgrade almost always is around seeing God's heart for other people um, and being able to recognize that because then I, I see another facet of what God's calling me into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even, even in roles, even in, um, job opportunities, even in like, there'll be tension internally for me. There'll be some tension that I've got. I, I, Oh, I've learned that when I'm experiencing the tension that I don't know what to do with, or even what it's from, I know that if I go to the father, I'm getting an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just what he's doing. Yeah. I also like, um, what, one of the things that often happens with me is, do you remember those um, puzzles as, as a kid, like a like a coloring book where you join the dots? Yeah. You know, it's like you go from one, you find two, yeah. and you draw a line. Um, yeah, and that's often how the father works with me too, is the joining the dots. Like I hear something, yeah, and then I'll see something over here and something over here. It's like, oh, ah, this is what you're up to. You know, you're yeah. repositioning me by joining joining these dots and they could be totally unconnected conversations and things that I read. And I think it's the prophetic certainly the prophetic part is that I get this highlight yeah. on on something. And and I think he I think the father I really think the father gets a whole kick out of watching me put it all yeah. together. It's like yeah, a, totally. oh that's what you're saying. You know, yeah, I think that, it really really does bless him. Oh that's yeah. awesome. I just yeah. I felt that when you said it. It's interesting, Mark, because I feel the same sort of thing. I know Chris does too, where you kind of he gradually unveils the pieces, parts, and the picture starts. Totally. To yeah. Totally. One of the things I've been interested in before, and I just throw this out as uh, a little thought, is I call it the I don't know the phrase for it, but it's like my my I call it the confident of this. In other words, a lot of times when he's doing that 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 process of connecting the hundred dots to equal an ostrich or whatever, it's like. At some point at dot 15, all of a sudden I realized, wait, that's a wing. And so it's like, I might not know what the rest of the thing is, but all of a sudden I've become clear that at least up until this point, there's definitely a wing that's part of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's so, and then, you know, as other things start to form, you start to, the picture becomes more clear. And so there's these little mile markers along the way where it's like, it's, it's dot to dot, but then there's little moments where you start to say, I know he's up to this. Yep. So now that I, I don't have a hunch he's up to this. It's like, I know he's up to at least this much. And so now the next thing that I discover has to somehow mesh with what, I, what I've what i known he's up to. So can I read this to you? Uh, it's again, it's from Romans 8, and it's <laughs> Passion Translation. It says this, and, and you know it from other translations yeah. because it's Romans 8, 28, but it says this. So we are convinced just stop there for a minute. I mean, if you're convinced of something, yeah. what are you? Yeah. You just so we're convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together, mm. right? The good, the bad, the ugly. The father specializes in taking all of those as threads, as different things, and and weaving it together. And the reason that he weaves it together is so that it can fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. So that's his goal. His goal, because it's his nature, is to bring good 
in a, every circumstance. Even the, the tough things, the hard things, the disappointing, the grieving areas of everything in our life. He's not the author of that, but he, he loves to take it and weave it into such a fashion that it becomes an instrument or becomes a vessel so that he can pour his goodness into it. Mm. I mean, it just the word pictures that are, that are contained in there, because he goes on to say, for we are his lovers who've been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Mm. I mean, such just wonderful word picture in, in that of how he, how he orchestrates and takes things and speaks to us out of it because of his great desire of taking us into his de designed purpose, mm. which is always, always yeah. a blessing. Always yeah. a, always a blessing. And well, I think, and I can I just say this, and yeah. I think sometimes that we can we can inadvertently or unconsciously um, mess with that because we are we're not we're not able to see it from his perspective, and so therefore we we you know I mean he, he mm -hmm. still always works together, but we can extend mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, we can increase the time um, that. You know, he was ten. He was intending it to be shorter, and we've lengthened it. Wow! Just a thought. It, you know, I think that's really right on because you know, I think so much of us entering into our identity um, and experiencing our identity and receiving these upgrades and walking and embracing the those things that God is wanting to do. I think so much of it has to do with this you know, the baseline of, oh, I don't see it all. I can't see it. Like we, we have to humble ourselves and go, oh, I think I know myself, but I actually don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know myself as well as the Lord knows me. Yeah. And what he said about me, I'm still just catching up, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that it's really important for us to maintain a posture that allows the Lord to, right on the tablet of our hearts, what yeah. he says about who we are. Yeah. Um, even, and, and I think like he changes it too, you know, like there's a season where he's like, Chris, I want you to focus and I want you to get your upgrade in how to preach, or I want you mm -hmm. to, you know, in, in this skill set, which I, for some reason go, Oh, that's my identity. Mm -hmm. And he's just given me an upgrade and a skill in, in something. Yeah. But then I treat it like an upgrade. So guess what? I need a new upgrade in identity because I adopted the wrong one. That was actually the thing that God was giving me as a tool. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, even if I think I get it, I, he's still unwrapping and unveiling and showing me more and more about who I really am. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. There's such a freedom there, Chris. It's interesting. I think that the, I'm just connecting the dots a little bit here. There's, there's something about allowing connecting the dots. There's something about allowing God to know our future better than we know our future. Yeah. And there's, there's also something about um, sort of not judging our capability for our future too. And it's like this related thing on one hand, it's like we can tend to want to know our future as though we know it better than him. But then we can also tend to judge ourselves. And a verse that's a verse that's been um, that's been such a ministry to me for some time is from First Corinthians four, where it says, "Paul, this is incredible." He says, "I, in fact, I do not even judge myself." 
He says, he says, um, for I know nothing against myself, yet I'm not justified by this, but he who judges is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes. And it's like this whole reality of like, we don't even need to be judging. We don't need to be judging what God's taking us into. We don't need to be judging our capability of stepping into it. That's and, good. And I feel like those things are somehow, I was realizing those are somehow connected. The, the same mindset, like you said, that, that somehow presumes that I know the plans that he has for me better than he could know them. Yeah. That same presumption also somehow presumes that I could know my capability to step into those plans perhaps better than he does, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. willing to do all of those pieces parts, not only to know the plans, but also to know the right time to bring me into the plans and that I don't have to judge myself. You know, I might just be preaching myself right now. I don't have to judge myself no, you're good, man. whether I'm ready to step into the plans. But yeah. in fact, God, when, yeah. he, when he brings the plans and the times for the plans, et cetera, you know, when he promotes you at that due time, it, when he exalts right. you at that due time, right. he actually knows what's in your heart. He knows where you're at. He knows when you're ready. Uh-huh. Can I, I, can, I, let me just say this one thing that I think that it's very interesting, Peter, what you're talking about there, because I think often uh, we allow entitlement with our desires to mix. Mm. Right. Because it says that he'll give us the desires of our heart and then we become entitled in our desires. Mm. And and I think that that's a really important thing to navigate with tremendous humility, trusting that God actually knows the desires of our heart better than we know them. Yes. Right. So go ahead. Mark. I, I think that you, you're quite right. If I, I was just wasn't going to say this, but I just got, you know, entitlement. What entitlement really tends to do is it messes with the true concept of receiving mm. and, mm, and, that's so, and so what happens is that Ooh. we fail to receive what is available to us because we're too busy trying to possess it wow you see and that's a different position so we have positioned ourselves to go and take something rather than to receive it and receiving is taking <laughs> but it's laying hold of but it's 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 there's a there's a, a, a really slightly different positional place. So so when as if we're receiving as a son or a child of God, it still is action. It is still about laying hold of, but it's it's very different than than entitlement, which is more akin to robbing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It's more akin to stealing and 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 forcibly saying, "I'm going to have that, whether you're going to give it to me or not." Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think like a, like there's so many things. What the enemy is very good at doing is perverting something that was good, yeah, and turning it into something yeah. that doesn't bless the father. It actually, and it doesn't bless the re recipient. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't bless us yeah and and so that's where what the holy spirit wants to continually be doing is 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 by impulse you know bringing us into a a place where we're in a right position um to be able to fully because the, the holy spirit is always wanting us to receive the full mm. the full amount that's why in, in Romans 8, it talks about that he wants us to take us into full acceptance because mm. the Father is about us having the full acceptance, the fullness, Yeah, you know, the the, the, the full, whereas the, the enemy's role is to try to empty us so that we operate out of a wrong 
motive and we don't get what we thought we were going to get because that's what he tries to do. He tries to get us yeah. to work for things that we already have and he tries to get us to work out of a wrong place so that we don't end up getting what we are and we've wasted time on both. Yeah, that's good. And we've been too busy. We've been too busy trying to pursue something that we already have or too busy with wrong type of motions or wrong position motives, I mean, or position to try and get something that we're so busy that we, we, we're not being, you know, we, we, we don't have time to be who we are. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, we talked a little bit about uh, ending about 45 minutes in today. Uh, yeah. So a little shorter uh, episode for the day mm-hmm. today. So. Yep. Unless you, you two guys want to keep, are able to keep, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that I'm the one that's the problem. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. It's not, it's not a problem. I think. Yeah. I think we've we've really highlighted some things here about how yeah. to practically yeah. step into, into yep. some to yeah, upgrade. I, really. Yeah. And um, well, well, let's let's also let me just say this that I don't I I believe that this is going to be a season in the body of Christ. I think 2020 okay. was a year that. Um, where the spiritual warfare became public yes. um, maybe for the first time for a lot of believers mm. um, where they realize, like, Oh, there's a whole nother battle happening like that. Mm-hmm. They weren't fully aware of, mm-hmm. but what this will require now that they're aware it requires an upgrade in identity. Come on. Um, and so I think part of the reason why we're even talking about this at the end of the year is because God wants people to upgrade their identity for this next season because they, mm-hmm. we do not have the luxury or the option or however you want to put it for the church to be asleep in this decade mm-hmm. of the greatest revival that's about to oversweep the globe. Yeah, that's right. So he's waking up, so- waking up the church because the suns are going to rise and we got to get this stuff. See, um, the the enemy, the nature of the enemy, the, the 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 nature of mankind really is to go too far, mm. um, to to overplay their hand. Yep. And um, so, not only are we are we seeing that where it's it's coming out into a more clearer place, we're we're seeing the same thing, mm-hmm. which I believe will come out of out of a um, which will cause um, a transfer of wealth. Hmm. Um, yep. It's because some of those who have wealth have abused that. And mm-hmm. so, as I said previously, whenever you abuse something, you lose it. Mm. Um, and so there's been um, been abuse in that. And that's why um, that's why you, we will see in, in this decade a transfer of wealth take place because it's been lost yeah. by people yeah. Yeah. Um, who've abused their position um, mm. in that. And you know it's the same in a, in a number of areas. It's be, it's becoming more clear um, that you know what what's the father up to. And no matter what takes place in the in in leadership, we are going to see, as Chris just said, the greatest move, mm. the greatest advancement of the kingdom. And the these a few years of some difficulties, including this year, are designed. Well, no, being used by the Father mm, as to position us, yeah. to position us, to bring us into the thing. So there's a lot more connectivity happening. There's mm-hmm. a lot more insight that people are understanding. People are understanding the kingdom a lot more and the reality of the kingdom. 
they're seeing church from a different perspective, not yeah. badly, but just from a mm -hmm. different a different perspective. Believers are starting to rise up and to be believers, to believe be people of God. They're, and that's why all creation is built into it. It's looking for the sons to be the sons. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yep. So mm -hmm. that's that's my something that's up. really good. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I think that this upgrade conversation is really good. There's um, something the Lord's been speaking to me about from John 6, um, where Jesus multiplies the bread and fishes for 5,000. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, something very interesting happens. He says, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing may be lost. Mm -hmm. And after they gathered up the fragments, it said, then the men basically recognized the miracle that had happened. Mm -hmm. And through a couple people at our church helping me sort of process this word, basically we're realizing that you know, they had satisfied themselves on the food they had a hunger for. But then there were actually some things Jesus had sat in, set in front of them in the wilderness there in 2020 mm -hmm. there that they hadn't mm -hmm. eaten yet. And he didn't mm -hmm. he didn't set the, those things in front of them for no reason. And um, and if they, would, if, if, if they would eat those fragments, they would discover their miracle. And what's nice is the fragments are not new things here at the yep. end of the year that he's speaking to us, they're actually the things he's been speaking to me all year. That's so good. And, um, but maybe I didn't have ears to hear him yet, but yeah. you know, the 2020 is not over yet. So there's still time to hear and to eat what it is that Jesus said in front of us. So I think that this upgrade thing and some of the things we're talking about, about upgrade, I think, I think relates very strongly to that word as well. And I would just encourage anyone, you know, if you notice that there's things that have been said in front of you multiple times this year where you, you, you're like, boy, there's something to that, but I can't even approach it. I right. really encourage you to let Holy Spirit speak to this because Jesus has not haphazardly set food in front of us this year. And we, he doesn't want those fragments to be lost because their miracle is sometimes in your fragment. <laughs> That's so good. Okay. Ooh. Well, we're going to head out. We love you guys. Love you. Love you. Everybody be blessed. Yes. Mark. Happy summer to you, my friend. Yes, enjoy a beautiful day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day.